Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you gonna love the urban conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the urban conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're gonna love the urban conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pit bulls, son? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy. If your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library? but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes, then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Do you want to slap your boss and then go home and make yourself some golden brown pancakes covered in butter and freshly made warm boysenberry syrup? Then you'll love the Urban Conservative. Ladies and gentlemen, peace and love. You tuned into the Urban Conservative Podcast. I'm one half of the Urban Conservative Podcast. Raheem Architect Soto. Shouts out to my twin brother, Dual Ali, who's out on the road right now uh, doing that good work down there in North Carolina. First and foremost, as usual, you can support us on Cash App, dollar sign, TU Conservative. Or, you know, we which we prefer, you go to the website, TUConservative.com. Get yourself a membership. Support a conservative outlet. Support uh, uh minority-owned media outlet. We're supporting our candidates. We're supporting America First candidates. We're giving everybody, you know, that that's doing something positive, a platform uh, on the right side of things. So, tuconservative.com is the website. The membership is $10 for the year. It was 10 bucks. That's like four cups of coffee. I mean, you know, so, yeah. Expect, oh, unless you get coffee at Starbucks, then that's like a, I don't know what they call it. I don't, I don't know Starbucks jargon, but, you know, I think it's like 11-something nowadays for a regular. So, you can do that. You know, we, we really appreciate that. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to everybody that came out and attended our Patriots ball last night at King Umberto's restaurant in Elmont. Shouts out to the Nassau County G- GOP, uh, the brother Herb and uh, Bruce that came out, Nassau County uh, councilman that came out. We really, really appreciate the support. Sabrina, Ari, Bree, the whole Blexit New York team, Team TUC. We appreciate it. We had a wonderful time. Please head over to Instagram. Check out the video. We'll be obviously posting some of the longer videos uh, from last night. It was a very, very awesome event. Uh, Shouts out to the candidates that came out, Vanessa, Pat, and everybody else. Uh, We really appreciate it. So um, today's an interesting show. As we tell you, you know, a lot of you guys know about us. Um, We're from originally from Westchester County. We were born in Brooklyn. But Westchester County has a very, very special place in our heart. The cities of Mount Vernon. Yonkers, uh, New Rochelle. These are very, very important places to my brother and I. So it's an honor for me. And it's it's actually a privilege 
uh, to bring this gentleman on that's coming, you know, to, to talk to you guys today about his campaign that he's running out in Yonkers and Bronxville. Uh, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, none other than Mr. James Nolan. Welcome to the Urban Conservative, sir. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, thanks for taking the time out. Uh, we really appreciate it. You know, the, we got to stick up for our Westchester County guys, you know. Can't be forgotten. No, no, nah, no, nah, without a doubt. So, um, James, where, where are you from? Uh, where did you grow up? And and just tell us who James Nolan is and, and let the people know. Well, I was born in Yonkers. I was raised here my entire life. Went through the school system, public school system. And uh, up until five years ago, almost going on six, my brother is uh, the innocent baseball player that was killed in a drive-by shooting at Burger King. He was drafted by the Oakland A's in 2014, 2015. He was uh, an innocent bystander that was killed in a drive-by shooting uh, due to um, an underage minor that had a, an illegal gun, and my brother wasn't the intended target. He fought extremely hard for three weeks for his life, and um, he actually saved six people's lives by donating his organs. So from there, I created a... Uh, a nonprofit organization called the Michael Nolan Foundation, where I provide scholarships to kids, and I do a lot of advocacy in the in the city, the state, almost basically. And from there, uh, I advocated for the first illegal gun buyback program that was passed all in New York statewide. Yonkers Police, uh, former chief of police before I retired, brought me onto the program. Tim Hodges. From there. Uh, we advocated. I actually doubled the amount of guns that were taken off of the streets of Yonkers and within one year. Uh, then I took it to the statewide, and in 2019, they passed it as a law. Uh, yeah, 2019, they passed it as a law going statewide. I also had uh, a drag racing confiscation law passed not only in Yonkers, but also in seven other municipalities, and it's currently in Albany right now to go statewide. Uh, because illegal drag racing was a huge problem, just not in Westchester, but in Yonkers. So that was mm. something that we had to combat. But then from there, um, you know, I, I became a mentor to a lot of these kids uh, that, you know, in high school. And I advocate for a lot of them. There was some of them I got back into school because, you know, unfortunately things happened. Some of them failed out. And I advocated right. to get them back in. They ended up going on and graduating. And um, last year alone, which during COVID, and the pandemic started, we really seen how there was a need in the community for more people to step up and how public figures uh, that were supposed to be elected officials went disappearing. So me being me, uh, my fiance, she was my girlfriend at the time, had COVID. Uh, so I wanted to pay it forward to, you know, to at least to have God to help her through it and to say thank you to these doctors and nurses so we saw, I did three food drives at three hospitals in the local area. And then from there, it just picked up. I ended up doing 60 food drives in the community and PPE drives where we donated thousands of pieces of PPE. Uh, we did it to essential workers, frontline workers, union members, hospital staff, um, homeless, uh, you know, seniors. I was delivering groceries to seniors at their house because they couldn't come out. Like I said, I'm a frontline worker myself. I work in the school district. I'm a custodian. So we had to take care of the schools and clean them. So I didn't want my fellow frontline workers and essential workers to be abandoned. You know, there was a crucial need. And if I can get it, that's what I did. Uh, so I started picking up more and more in the community. I ended up, we didn't know which way COVID was going to take the community last winter. 
So I had a, a source that can get blankets, brand new blankets. And so I started delivering them, dropping them off, giving them out of the community. I ended up giving out 4,600 blankets in the community, the homeless seniors, people that needed mm. it, you know, wherever we could. I was bringing them to White Plains, Mount Vernon. Uh, there was a lot to split, you know, put out in Yonkers. And then, you know, we did a, to- a toy drive. So I was very active last year. And then uh, I made the decision that I wanted to take it a step further. I seen that there was a real need in the community, that they, they were just missing a voice, especially in my mm. district, where a lot of seniors were forgotten about and abandoned. Uh, the homeless problem keeps growing. These are things that should be addressed, and they were not being addressed. And uh, right. the former person or the current person that's in there now, she's not from our part of the town, part of the district. You know, she doesn't know what the struggle is like growing up in the inner city, going through the public school system. And I felt that, you know what, I could do a better job. And that's my right. goal, working extremely hard uh, since I announced, you know, we knocked on thousands of doors and uh, we're going right. to continue on. I am also a union member myself. And we have a number of unions coming out because this is one of the first times a union member in this area is actually running for office. So right. it's a, a lawyer or a business owner or someone who's retired, I am probably one of the first active union members that's running for office. Okay. So I'm going to give the essential workers and labor workers a voice. And that's right. my goal. I want to give everybody a voice as much as possible. So right. that's... So, yeah. It, it, so what it sounds like to me, James, is that you're you're very community-orientated, right? Um, was this something that you grew up with? Like, like as a child, was this instilled in you? Or, what, like, what, what put that in your heart to be so community-orientated? Well, my parents growing up, they taught me, you know, to help the seniors and kids around the neighborhood, whatever the case to be, if it was snowing or whatever, just pitch in and help. And when my brother was killed, they, they, I really seen how there was a need. Like, I didn't want nobody to go through what my family went through so I could prevent it or off of it when it does happen, be there for them. Because I didn't have nobody to help guide me through this. You know, unfortunately, there's no playbook, but I felt that if someone had to go through this, I could try and almost write that playbook of how to move forward. It's not easy, but you know what? Like, if we could do better in the community, we could help a lot of people. We can reach out, you know, just think about it. I didn't think about when I was getting those guns on the street. I just did it because it was right. But essentially, that was 54 people that I saved from being killed or hurt severely. That was hundreds of people you know feeling the effect of losing a loved one mm. so that's you know where it builds from and then it just became a passion of mine that's interesting and i and you know i thank you for doing it more people need to do that uh gr- growing up in westchester right it part of what i would say helped me and my brother to look at things differently is growing up out there and, and like i said new rochelle mount vernon Marinette, pelham yonkers be, being you know in the uh, child protective services system, the New York state system, we kind of moved around a lot and it helped us, right. To, to be able to deal with lots of people. Right. So for somebody who's never been into Westchester County, right. Is, is it a fair assessment to say that Westchester has different little worlds and areas and no two parts are kind of like the same. Is that like a fair assessment of how Westchester is? Oh, it's very fair because, you know, there's some parts that are complete opposite from each other. You know, we essentially say here in Yonkers, we're the sixth borough. Mm-hmm. But if you go 20 minutes 
up more, you're going to end up like in Scarsdale where it's completely different. You know, the, it, people intertwine with each other. People, you know, go to different cities back and forth. But it, uh, sometimes the needs are a lot different. The, the environment, the circumstances, like I'm still learning that myself. Like here in Yonkers, you know, unions are a big thing. Bronxville, they're essentially nothing. You know, so there's different paths and stuff like that. You know, there's crime rates in certain cities that other cities couldn't even imagine. You know, these are things that they're the complete opposite, but we shouldn't allow them to keep us apart. You know, so that's, you know, it, it's very fair to make that comparison. Yeah, and I and I noticed that too. Um, not to say that there are no, no, no racism whatsoever, right? But New Rochelle, Mount Vernon, Yonkers, these places are melting pots. Like these, these, um, like mini cities. Like, so because we have viewers that are from all over the place. So if you could imagine, like, Westchester to me was like, uh, like he said, they call Yonkers the sixth borough, right? So it has that energy and that city feel, but you get that, you still get a little suburban. You still get, because there's some money out there. You know what I mean? Is it, it some, some good things going on out there in Westchester County? Um, so I, you know, people look, look up this area, right? Um, interestingly, my aunt Ruby, before she died, she is the, uh, I guess what you would call like the patron of the, uh, Iona college literary arts festival, Ruby Saunders. Right. So they have the Ruby Saunders, uh, literary fest thing. And it, it's just amazing, right? Cause we've always had this connection to, to the County and, you know, just, a uh, a love for it. Right. It, it has went down the tubes a little. Um, in some of the areas, it, it has kind of changed a lot. Over you being a lifelong resident, uh, has it changed dramatically to you since you know, let's say from I don't know, twenty years ago to now? And if it has, how dramatic has that change been? Well, it depends on the area too. There's a lot of good that's come in, and there's a lot, you know, things have gotten better. But there's still some areas that need to be addressed. Um, like I said, it, it has gotten better. Just like in Yonkers, you go back 20 years ago, the waterfront was non-existent. Now there's beautiful buildings down there, and, they, you know, they're building up the area, more and more trees, stuff like that. So we have come a long way, and essentially White Plains and Michelle and Mount Vernon have done the same thing. But there's some areas that need improvement, obviously, you know, and uh, that those are issues that have to come to light sooner or later. Right. No, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with James Nolan, candidate for Westchester County Legislator, Bronxville and Yonkers. You tuned into the Urban Conservative. Again, you can support us, Cash App, Dollar Sign, TU Conservative, or, you know, visit the website, like you said, TUConservative.com. Get a membership real quick. I want to shout out um, Tuesday, September 7th, we have Rayla Campbell coming on, candidate for Massachusetts Lieutenant Governor. So please check out Rayla. We have some awesome shows coming up tomorrow night. Make sure you tuned in here at 8 p.m. We're going to be talking about how Marxism infiltrated the black community. How did they get a hold of the socialist Democrats, get a hold of the black community, and what did they use? So tune in here tomorrow, 8 p.m. Ali and I will be on discussing this. We got some special guests coming through. I think Professor Nicholas Giordano is going to be on with us. Not sure about that, but I'm I'm like 80% sure. So again, ladies and gentlemen, continue to support us. When you Let us know where you are watching from. Uh, get in the comment section. I see it starting to light up. I'm going to get over there in a second. All right. What up? What up? Okay. It's New Rochelle. New Rochelle Mall. <laughs> New Rochelle Mall. All right. There we go. Uh, so, James, this campaign, how 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 has your life changed getting involved uh, politically? You know, I know you started the nonprofit. 
Um, but but this this has to be a different monster, right? Uh, with putting your personal life out there, and you know how how has this been for you? Uh, well, because uh, my brother's story, and you know, is such a big thing all over the city. Uh, it pretty much has increased a little bit more, you know, with po- you know, unfortunate popularity and your name being out there, personal stuff. Uh, so over the last five years, I've already been out in the spotlight and community, so I just went along with it. Uh, but I'm going to be honest with you, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying meeting the people. I'm enjoying, you know, getting to somebody doing, like, well, we heard such great things about you already. You know, what don't we know? You know, so, you know, it it, it feels good, you know, that people you know, recognize that, you know, what you're working hard and that, you know what, it's paying off. You know, you, you start to see that, you know, there was people before running, you know, like, oh, really, they're running? Like, they'll be disappointed when you get to, you know, it feels good and get there, like, oh, my God, I've been waiting to meet you. Or, you know, can you just come by my house? I would love to ask you a question and just see who you are. So it, it has helped. Not helped, but it has, you know, brought a different, mon- you know, a different perspective to a lot of things because you really see how people need somebody, especially more than ever now. Coming out of a, a COVID and the pandemic, it is something that is crucial. And, you know, it, it helps improve me as a human being as well. You know, it matures you in every type of way. And it's just, I, I'm enjoying this. I, I like being the people's person. I like being out there, you know, networking, seeing what, you know, what people like, don't like, you know, the different ideas that they have. And it, it feels good. It feels good. That's that's amazing because I I'm pretty sure that's the first time I heard somebody running say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and, I, I, and I, all the time, like I don't I don't care so much for the politics. I care more about public serving. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I I rather serve the people, be a public servant. That that's what it's about for me. You know, like how we got to this day and age now that people are. Blue versus red, you know, like we got to stop that because at some point we all got to mend together and help each other and do what's right. Because if if and when I'm elected, I am going to represent everybody. That's Republicans, Democrats, independents, non-conservatives, working for whoever you are. I am working for you. So we have to start to learn how to see the people and not just the, the blue or the red. Right. That's, I agree with you. And, and that's something we talk about here. You know, um, being a Democrat doesn't make you a bad person. And once you're elected, once you're an elected person, you're not a Republican this or that. You are now for the people. You know what I mean? And this means all of our, you know, all of your constituents in the area. So I appreciate you saying that. And some of these other politicians need to listen to that. Right. That's it. That's important because clearly policies are being put in place. Um, that are not conducive a lot of the times to to helping some of the communities that need help, and it's keeping the same people in the same situation, right? So, what's what's your stance here in New York on on mandates as it relates to vaccines? I know people are going to ask me why didn't you ask him? You know, what's his stance on that? So, what, what where are you at with this whole mandate thing and you know requiring people to get vaccinated? I personally feel it should be left up to the person and the business owners that should enforce their own rules. I don't feel that it should be necessarily a requirement just to live everyday life because we don't know how long this is going to go on for. There is precaution that has to be taken, but I do feel it should be left up to the individual person 
because I, I forgot where I was reading it, that there was actually a lawnmaker that was discussing the possibility of if you're fired from an employer because you don't want to get the vaccine, that you should not be entitled to unemployment benefits. Now, that's not fair because there are a lot of people that are being told by their doctors and the healthcare professions that they shouldn't get it because there might be a health-related issue they already have that could hurt them more when they get the vaccine. There's a lot of things that we still don't know about this vaccine. It's only been a year. You know, so we, I do feel that it should be left up to the individual person. And you know what? Necessary precautions should be taken still. And not a mandate like you're, you're forced to get this. You know, it's, like I said, it should be optional. Yeah, that's that's the general consensus, right, that I'm hearing from most New Yorkers. I haven't per- yet to run into a person that wants the mandate. Like, I'm talking about liberals, uh, anybody I know that I mean, hey, you, you think they should mandate? And they're like, no, I think the government's o- overreaching here, right? It's, it's a really, really big reach in, into people's lives. And, and it directly affects us, the, uh, the way that New York is being ran. Uh, we started homeschooling, James, because they removed the religious exemption for uh, kids to go to school. And this was done in, in, you know, the middle of the night, if you will. No one knew. We didn't get any notice. No, you know, this, this is what that. Look up, you know, the amount, the percentages of women that are pregnant that are getting the vaccine. Miscarriages are up for the first time ever to spike. You know, like. That's these scary. Are scary. You know, there are reports coming out saying that. There are some people that have had side effects. There are some people that have become infertile to this. If they want to have kids, they might not be able to. And that is a scary thing. It should be left up to the sole person of what they want to put into their body. Like I said, we should take precautions, sanitizer. You know, if someone wants to wear a mask, they should be entitled to it. But that's that's where I stand on that. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Pardon me. I just dropped out on my phone for some reason, technology. But... Um, New York State has a very, very interesting dynamic, right? Uh, as far as as Republicans, conservatives, we're really we re- we make up a lot of the state more so than people think, and the and the city has a big effect on how elections are turning out. And um, out in Westchester County, is it, it for those? And I'm asking this for people who don't know how it is where you're at in the districts that you're running for. Um, how how blue is it out there? Because I haven't been out there in a while, so I'm just curious. Like, what's the vibe out there? Is it is it really liberal, or is it like that moderate kind of deal that we would we would hope we can get? It's it's, it's fairly moderate. moderate. I think people are starting up here in Westchester to not necessarily vote for the party. They're starting to go more for the person, and that's what it should be about. You're a Republican, you're a Democrat, whatever your party is. They shouldn't just say, well, you know what, they, they because they're this, they're with this party, I'm going to vote for them. No, do your research, you know, vote for the person that is best qualified for the job. And that's how it should, and that's what it's starting to turn into now, because we've seen a wave of things that are coming to light, how not necessarily one party is better than the other, but it's starting to turn. Like people are starting to realize and put that into a factor now. So it what you could depend on the area, red, blue, but I think it's more of coming to, and I want to say like this, but common sense wise now. So, yeah, that's that's hopeful to hear, you know, because there's this uh this this image that people have of New York and and where you're at, 
you're closer to the city. I'm out here on the east end of Long Island. So the pace is a little different. The vibe is a little different. But people think New York is this liberal bastion. And I try to explain to them, no, it's really the city. It's really New York City and Albany. It's, it's Yeah. Uh, I think it, uh, in the governor's race, in the governor's race, that uh, 45% of the vote comes out of New York City. Or fifty-four, some along those lines. I don't know. Yeah, they, some crazy number, right? Yeah. City votes on the governor's race. Everything else in in New York State doesn't matter. It shouldn't be like that. But New York City should start to remember how it's been for the last few years now. To take that into a factor, how crime has gone up, people have moved out, it's becoming more expensive, mandates been shutting businesses down. These are things that need to be remembered going forward instead of just voting on the party line. You start to vote for the person and what they're going to do because we've seen what's going on and how new york city is going the complete opposite way if not it's already been there yeah absolutely yeah absolutely right so yonkers bronxville right um getting out talking to the people what have what have been some of the issues that you've been hearing and and if you can what have what in your mind are some of the solutions for some of them things if you've gotten that far in your thinking you know but what are some of the issues on the ground out there in yonkers in the bronxville that in bronxville that need to really be addressed well crime crime is one of the big things people are scared people are scared that whatever's going on is going to get to their neighborhoods you know they feel that you know eventually it goes away well whatever happens in new york city eventually starts to happen in westchester they're nervous and they have every right to be you know we we should be staying up to crime. I've had, I've actually started calling out county legislators because they, they've advocated for the bail reform, but now when crime is going up in their areas, they're not talking about it. They're not discussing it. We mm. need to discuss this. If you were advocating for the bail reform, you have every right to advocate for safer streets and communities for our families, ourselves. You know, affordability. Affordability, it's getting very expensive. There's people in Bronx on average paying $55,000 in property taxes a year. That's a lot of money. And then they're starting to question that. Where is my money going? Because you see quality of life going down. But the taxes keep going up, you know? Yeah. That people are questioning that. You know, a few, uh, a few months ago, Indian Point shut it down for good. Now, I understand there's some security issues, but they could have fixed those issues. Second, Indian Point was one of the biggest natural producers we had. Now we lost it. Not only that, but areas like Peekskill and Crowe, different areas, got money from Indian Point for their communities, for their school district, for their fire department, for these programs. They lost that money now. Property taxes have to go up now, unfortunately, unless all the services get cut. Property taxes go up at least 6 to 8%. Now with that, Con Edison is bumping their rates up because they're taking advantage of it. Now... Yonkers, because Indian Point shutting down almost 45 minutes away from us, has given us uh, an effect of losing two gigawatts of power. We have rolling uh, brownouts in our area, and their solution now is to build hub stations across Yonkers where we can't afford them. These are issues that people are nervous about. Like, you know, and then there's infrastructure needs. We have roads that need to be repaved. We have a school district that is not getting the right adequate of money. And you know what? Some of this is not on the county level, but it's on the New York state level. County level, you could actually advocate for more. You could do more and you could help out more. There's a lot of programs like the homeless program 
I mean, the homeless situation, where it's growing, New York City is now dumping off hundreds of people from their homeless situation downtown up here and not notifying us. Now, we, in Westchester County, we had uh, a homeless shelter that they shut down to save money. That was before the, the homeless situation occurred. Now their solution is, well, we don't have it. Let's not talk about it. No, we need to help these people. We need to help these people. We need to help them because a lot of them are, have mental illness. We need to help them as much as possible. They can't be helped. We need to create a program that brings them in, has counselors on site. We get them a job. We get we can provide them food, a room, but they're not allowed guests. They got to have work behavior sheets filled out, and we eventually help them get back onto their feet. We can no longer pass the buck off anymore because it's just getting out of hand. If you you can't solve every mental health crisis, but if you can help treat them, that makes it a lot better because they're not they're not hurtful to themselves and they're not hurtful to anybody else. So there's a long line of effects, and like I said, it goes back to crime. The bail reform is, is horrible, and the raise the age law is out of control. They're not allowing the police to do their job adequately, and we need to help them. You know, There's a lot of union stuff that needs to be done. We should have developers coming in. If they want tax breaks, okay, you can get a tax break. But the only way you should get a tax break is if you're actually giving a percentage of what your building costs, like say 5% to the municipality, where it goes to repaving a road, fixing parks, we need to start getting at the people that have the money instead of raising taxes. And you know what? Have a fair trade. Now. Right. Know, I want to uh, bring up the possibility of creating an inspector general's position to look over all finances in Westchester County, do audits, to look into finances like, why are you spending this? Why is this being spent? And so we can actually, again, stop raising taxes. Oh, hold up, James. Hold up. So for y'all in the area that just heard him say that spending all that money, y'all should be super tripping that there isn't one now. Exactly. <laughs> there's no, there's nobody in the books now, right? Yeah. So like they have directors and they have this and that, but they don't have an independent person that's not political that says, okay, you know what? This city has a spending problem. Why do they have a spending problem? Let's go take a look at their books. Why are you spending X amount of dollars here when we can go better here? You know, if they could do audits, they look into background checks for developers, things like that, financial deals that are going on, raise questions. So if wait, wait, where's the comptroller? There's no comptroller, Liz? State, but they go over through the whole entire state. It's a big no, state. I'm saying there's no county guy for that? Nope, there's none. That's mind-blowing. Exactly. We have 44 municipalities in Westchester County. Yonkers is the second big, I mean, the third biggest city in all of New York State. And for an example, um, in law, it says that for a school district, you're supposed to get reimbursed for 90 cents for every mile on every bus. Everybody else gets it, but Yonkers gets reimbursed 60 cents to every mile on every bus. Why are we getting a short change? And who's, so where's the answer to that? Because it has to be an answer. Even though that's up in Albany, but these are things that we have to look at down here because if we're not getting the right adequate of money down here from Albany, okay, we need to start to live within our means. So we don't have to cut jobs. So we don't have to raise taxes. So we don't have to raise water rates. So we don't have to constantly go after the taxpayers because sooner or later, more and more people are going to move out of Westchester and it's going to belly up. Right. So, it, so let me ask you this because 
Apparently in the county, the thing is, and I know it's going to affect the district you're running for, is increasing sales tax. And you want to start to roll that back, right? Yeah, it already has been increased. Oh, I thought they were talking about more. <laughs> like, I thought they, I, from what I understood, I thought it was going to be more. They want to do it again. They want to do it again. And that's not fair because these businesses have been through a lot in the last year and a half, going on two years. You cannot keep hitting people in the pockets. You got to start to figure out a better solution for it. We got to find out where we can spend the money better. We have to start to live within our means. We can no longer afford to count on the federal government or New York State to bail us out of things. We have to start living within our means. Yeah, that's a certified fact. I wish more people would, you know, especially people running would understand that the bureaucracy is out of control. The amount of departments and department heads and people that just move a piece of paper around. This is why I really like Donald Trump, because he, he was economic about things, efficiency. And I'm not even talking about presidency. I'm talking about business wise. If I have his book downstairs and if you read it, he didn't hire extra people. How many guys do you need when he was doing construction? How many guys do you need? Yeah. That's how many guys you're going to get. When there's layoffs, they want to cut from the bottom. The guy and the woman that's out there every single day working hard to provide for their family. But they have X amount of people up top that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars for literally for like two jobs that can be made, done by one. Like, why are we cutting out the people that are making this community and municipality run on an everyday basis? Because... Mm -hmm. And like Rudy Giuliani said years ago, if you cut city workers, you cut the workers that make our city go, cops, firemen, teachers, DPW, whatever it is, mm -hmm. the municipality is going to start to shut down from within. And yeah. that's the case because there's been many situations where, say, garbage men were cut. Okay, well, garbage is not going to get picked up. Now you're going to have rodents running around. Now you're going to have streets that are filled with garbage. We, we can no longer cut from the bottom. We got to start holding ourselves accountable for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. How how um, how are the schools doing in Yonkers and Bronxville? Are the schools uh, because I I figured when I when I lived there, I knew what the conditions were. So to be honest, in my mind, they haven't changed. I'm only and I'm I'm only saying that because that's just just the honest truth. In my mind, I'm like I went to school out there. I. I couldn't imagine it getting better with the people running it based on what I know now. So my thought is like, are, are, is it still like, especially in Yonkers, you got a, a slow bombs area. You got all the schools in the districts where things are pretty rough. So, you know, how are they? Have the schools improved out there? Is that something we need to be working on too? No, the schools have improved a lot. They, they really have. I've gone through the school system myself and they, and like I said, I'm in and out of schools all the time. So they have improved a lot. They put a big push into it, just not for the kids, the staff, you know, the buildings. A lot of the buildings had necessary construction needs that they have addressed. They improved right. a lot of it. But, I, again, it comes from up top. You know, there's a lot of things that they're undercutting. Like, say, it's not Yonkers' fault. It's from the money up top. And they, they have to cut programs sometimes. And that's not fair. We shouldn't be cutting programs from the kids or the teachers. Right. No music, no shop, no, no, no none of these things. There are a lot of kids that have actually excelled in Yonkers Public Schools because they, they really invested into the schools. And that's the way it should be because the kids are the future for us. Yeah, you know, that's amazing. I'm glad. I've come a very long way 
Um, and they're going to constantly improve. They're always looking for ways to improve the school district. So that's one thing they always got to tip your hat to with the school district here in Yonkers. Just not who is at the Board of Ed, the teachers, you know, the staff, the kids, but, you know, also the the people that are in charge of the city. They, they've done a fantastic job. That's good to know. And I'm glad you gave them, you know, gave up that credit. That says a lot about your character. It just, that's why I asked, because it, like I said, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can't imagine that getting better. And look, lo and behold, it, is, it has improved. So this should serve as an example and an inspiration to you guys that see this. Like, you listen, get involved. Yes, the schools can improve. We can turn things around. Things can be fixed. Things can be saved, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we're at the 36-minute mark. You're listening to the Urban Conservative or you're watching on YouTube. Do us a favor. Hit the like, follow, subscribe. Look us up on your favorite podcast apps. We're pretty much on everything. The website is tuconservative.com. The cash app is dollar sign tuconservative if you want to support. You notice I haven't sold you guys anything this whole time other than a membership to the website, right? There was no commercials. Nothing popped up. You didn't get a, a magnetic uh, bottle top thing that does something. Uh, what's the new thing? What are they selling now? Uh, I see underwear with a cup in it. It's like <laughs> it has a cup. It like I forgot what they were called. Uh, I gotta ask Heather. She's not here, but uh, they had. It's just weird. But we're not selling you any of that stuff. We stay commercial free, so you know, support if you can. We like to uh, thank everybody for tuning in. Get in the comment section. Let us know where you're watching from. If you have any questions for James, please don't hesitate to put them in the comment section. Shouts out to the brother Ari on the check in. We appreciate you. The National League of Concerned Citizens is in the building. Appreciate you guys, and of course, our North Carolina audience, our Suffolk County audience. We appreciate you guys. It is all good. So, James, listen, this is what we do around here. First time on the podcast, right? Um, and, oh, I, I also got to mention your website, too, right? Because that's an important thing. Um, please, no matter where you're from, right, throw something in the in the, in the the campaign, man. We need, to, yes. we need to get people elected, right? So we got to get the website up there. Make sure you go there, hit the donate button, volunteer, phone bank, do all of that for candidates all around the country. People are under this impression that you can only work with the people. No, do it for everybody. If you got 20 minutes, make phone calls for people that you hear about, candidates that you hear about. This is a thing. Volunteering is a thing. Social media posting is a big deal. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Let me... um. Let me do this, right? We got the website actually up here, too. Yeah, we're going to go to this view. We're going to go to this view. So let me do this with you, James. This is what we're going to do. One word association game. Rapid fire round. It's your first time on the show. So let me get my trusty notes here. All right. So we're going to do the the names first. We're going to give you five names. You know what? No, we're going to do the rapid fire round first. We're going to do that now. All right. Best place to get a slice of pizza in Westchester County. Best slice of pizza? Yeah, best slice of pizza in Westchester. You're on the spot. Odell Avenue in Yonkers. Say it one more time. Gigi's Pizzeria. Okay. Favorite childhood cartoon? <laughs> uh, Rugrats. Worst singer of all times? Well, it depends. Me, maybe in the shower. I don't know. Ah, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Is mint jelly an acceptable condiment? No. <laughs> All right. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. Okay. If you had to get into a physical altercation, meaning there's no way around it, it's going to be a fight, right? 
Who would you rather have with you, Joe Biden or Ben Stein? Ben Stein. Why? Why Ben Stein? Why not Biden? He too frail. <laughs> I fall asleep before it even happens. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw these five names at you. One word response if you can. Okay. Ready? Bill Cosby. One word. Hurtful. Okay. Uh, next name. Ozzy Osbourne. Legend. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Uh, Jadakiss. Greatest. Wow. Ronald Reagan. Greatest. Okay. Last but not least. Oh, no, we're not going there. We got, we got one more. Jack Tripper. Why am I drawing a blank right now? I don't know, but if you if you don't, I have to. I right, hold on. I gotta pull this up. I gotta no. Just keep thinking about it, Jack Tripper. Don't don't worry. I gotta do this. Hold on. Hey, I can't right now. All right, hold on. This is it. It. it I, I seen you looking for it, and I normally don't do this in the middle of the show, but I seen you looking for it, right? So I have to pull it up. Now I have to pull it up. Hold oh, on. Jack Tripper. Jack Tripper from Three's Company. Yes, Jack. I just pulled up the, the uh, Three's Company theme song <laughs> to jog your memory, but I don't even have to play it now. We don't have to get this part muted. So, yeah, j one word, Jack Tripper. Uh, it's hard to put in one word. Come on, one word. Comical. Okay, I'll take it. And last but not least, James Nolan. Persistent, and I know my fiance will say the same. Yeah, that's it. Well, James Nolan, you've made it to the end. The floor <laughs> is yours. Thirty seconds. Let everybody know outside. You know what they can, uh, where they can find you, what you got going on, where you're going to be next. Just give them the rundown. The floor is yours, brother. My name is James Nolan, and I am working extremely hard not to serve politics but serve the people because the people have been taking their voice for so long, and it's time to give the public and the politics back to the people. I want to work day and night to do what I can to better our community because unfortunately my brother was killed and I don't want nobody to go through that situation. It is life changing. It's not something you want to go through. And even for the people that have unfortunately lost somebody or have been through a dramatic time, there's a tomorrow. And then there's a day after that and you take it one step at a time. But you know what? I want to be held accountable and I want to be held to my promises to do what's right and what's needed for this community and to make a better tomorrow for our children. And if you want to contact me, I would love to hear from you. I would love your help. Anything that I could do to help you, I will make sure I can do what I can. I can't promise to fix everything, but I will promise that I will be there. And uh, if you want to contact me, you can look up uh, me on Facebook, James Nolan. Also, uh, you can email me by writing to me at uh, electjamesnolan.com. Uh, well, that's on my website, and uh, I look forward to hearing to people, from people. Thank you, sir. James, listen, we tell everybody that comes on the show, um, the one thing you can't get back is your time. So for taking this time with us, we're eternally grateful, James. Thank you so much, and uh, thanks to your, to your fiancé, wife. 
uh, for letting us get you for the 45 minutes. And, and I know campaigning is hard and, you know, it's hard work. So thank you, sir. And we look to have you back on update. Oh, what, what, what's up? What'd you say? I said, you're fine. You can have them. I've been cooking. You're good. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. So yeah, we're, we're supporting the campaign. Um, Listen, ladies and gentlemen, electjamesnolan.com. If you don't see it on the screen, if you're listening on the podcast, that again, electjamesnolan.com. Look him up on Facebook. Uh, he's very active on social media. He's doing a lot of work in the community. Share this with your friends and family in Westchester County, Yonkers, Bronxville. We need to get good people into these legislative seats all around New York state. It's important to do your local politics. It's important to, to start local and work locally. Yeah, the, the national body is cool and to talk about all the things going on nationally, but focus on the people and the, and the elected officials in your local area. So again, electjamesnolan.com uh, elect is the website. Make sure you visit the website, hit the donate button, hit the volunteer button. Um, thank you, sir. Appreciate you taking the time, telling your story. Look to have you back on the podcast. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, we're going to see you back here at 8 p.m. We appreciate it. Make sure to tune in to the Urban Conservative, tuconservative.com. We out.